Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Mikeadelic. I'm Mike Brancatelli and this is a repetitive and useless intro that you hear every time. Longtime listeners know who I am, what this is, but those of you who are new, welcome to the show. Welcome to Mikeadelic. Welcome to this episode with my friend Peter Burv. Uh, this was uh, recorded a little while ago and I was having some technical issues with it. I think it might be time for me to upgrade my equipment. I've sort of been operating under the, if it's not broken, don't fix it principle, which is sort of my MO for life. If, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Get as much as you can out of it. If it works, it gets the job done, then uh, send it. Well, uh, I had some, some audio issues here with this. Um, so apologies if some parts it seems like it's dipping low. I did the best I could with it. Maybe I'll send it out. Maybe I'll you know send it out to get edited or something. But I, I don't know. I, I like being pretty hands-on. I like being uh, involved in everything. Um, and you know I don't really do too much editing, so it's not a problem. But anyway, uh, Peter is uh, just an amazing human being. I, I really uh, enjoy his company. He is the owner-founder of Nova Healing Arts, therapeutic massage and body work, human design consulting, which we talk about in this episode. Human design was very new to me, and I've since uh, really, really uh, resonated with a lot of um, the mechanics of it or the the, the way that it, it is, the what it is. The way that was the worst, that was the worst sentence you'll ever hear in this podcast. The way that it was, that it is. <laughs> Podcasting ain't easy, folks. Um, Human design. So you'll hear us talk about it. It's really interesting. I, I dig it. And uh, shamanic healing arts he offers. Uh, he's a musician, an artist, and you can go and find out all about Peter and what he offers at novahealingarts.com. And the links will be in the show description. All right. A little business to pay the bills. Um, Sheath Underwear is our new sponsor. I absolutely love Sheath Underwear. It's such a weird thing to have a sponsor that you really, really love because I feel like no matter what, people are going to be like, oh, you know, we listen to podcasts all the time and people are always like, hey, buy stamps and go to Squarespace and do this and do that or whatever. But Sheath Underwear is fantastic. I, I mean, there's certain things that I just recommend and this is one of them. And it happens that I'm recommending it and they're paying me for it. So win-win. And you guys get a discount, which is a, a third win. Win-win-win. Three wins. It's a, new, it's, a, it's, a new, it's, a, it's a new way to win, okay? It's a tremendous, we're going to win. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, this is what they're telling me. It's true. It's true. Okay, Sheath makes comfortable underwear. Of course, I don't wear them because I have no balls and I have no dick, so I can't put it in the pouch that they have. It's a tremendous pouch from what I've heard. It, and uh, everybody says, all the experts say, it's really comfortable, really tremendous. Of course, I wear it. Melania wears it. We all wear it. But I wish I could use the pouch. But because I don't have... I have an inverted penis, folks. Okay, it goes inside my body, so... No need for a pouch. <laughs> I know it might be a little <laughs> like triggering to do a Trump uh, impression for some people out there, but he's just got such a funny way of talking. He's a fucking character, you know, and uh, hopefully he'll, will, uh, you know, burn in hell. 
<laughs> with all the other politicians that have ever been in uh in office so sheath underwear just uh check it out you put in the code mikeadelic that's mikeadelic you get 20 percent off that's a that's a nice percentage off that's a nice chunk and um yeah so they they're really comfortable super super comfortable they have a pouch that separates your man parts your balls, your dick, uh, from the legs down there. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's like a miracle for me. Seriously. It's like, it doesn't matter if I'm wearing them like today, I'm just wearing them going, it's hot in Denver and I'm just walking around running errands and doing stuff. I'm, I'm sheathed. I feel like a knight. I'm leaving my apartment and I'm like sheathing my, my balls in this pouch. And, uh, you know, we got to talk about the balls. We have, we all, you know, 50% of us out there have them. So, um, you put them in the pouch and it just creates the separation because, you know, sometimes when you're wearing boxer briefs, it's hot, it's sweaty, things are sticking, itching, chafing, all that nonsense. But they have a moisture wicking technology. They're silky smooth. It keeps everything cool, comfortable in one place. It's the, it's the perfect underwear for working out or just for running errands or doing anything, really. If you're a big guy, if you have big thighs, if you have big balls, you know, whatever it is. They they have you covered. They really do. So give them a try. Give them a, give them a you know give them give them a give them a sheath. Sheath yourself and uh, use the code Mikeadelic. Get twenty percent off. Okay, uh, student loan tutor. Studentloantutor.com. Go there. Schedule a free evaluation. See if they can help you with your student loan debt. They've helped me tremendously. They're a great team. Great people. I love them very much. Uh, Zach Geist, host of the Zeitgeist podcast, was also on this show. Uh, so go check them out. And yeah, let me know what else. Let me know what cool products you guys use and what sponsors I should go after. Um, and then we can all get discounts on the stuff that we love already, you know? So if there's like a certain kind of CBD that you like, or if there's like a certain whatever it is, let me know. Let me know what you guys want discounts on. And then that'll give me a good idea to go and find. Uh, a cool sponsor. So, uh, sheath is, is, is so cool, man. I'm, I'm serious. Like I fucking love them. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Anyway, that's it. Uh, shout out to everybody that leaves five star ratings and reviews on Apple podcasts. Thank you so much. I love you all. It's, uh, it's amazing. We have 311 now. And I recently saw the charts and it looks like we're moving up in the, in the categories that we're in. It'd be great. So when you leave a five star rating and review, all you got to do is just go on your Apple Podcasts app, go to Mikeadelic, go down to the ratings and reviews, tap five stars, and that's pretty much it. You just have to tap five stars. That's fine. You know, if you want to go further and feed my ego, uh, you can leave a, a, a lovely review like so many people have. It, it, it's just really nice to hear the positive feedback, and it's good for other people when I'm trying. You know, when I'm reaching out to Graham Hancock, for example, uh, who I've been in touch with before, and get you know things just didn't work out. But like, really, Graham, we want to get you on the show. I want to get Graham on the show. I want to get you know some other people on the show, and it's a good way of. Uh, signaling to them like, hey, this is a good show. People like this. People listen to it. If they, you know, one of the first things I do when somebody reaches out to me to be on their podcast is I go and I check their uh, Apple podcast and see like what people are saying about them. If they have two stars and everyone's like, this show sucks, um, then, you know, I, I, unfortunately it's like, all right, is this really worth my time? So 
you know, one of the first things that people check when they go to see if they should do the show is Apple Podcasts. So if you could take five seconds to just tap five stars on Apple Podcasts, I love you tremendously, forever, infinitely. And thank you to all the patrons out there. I've been dropping bonus episodes, um, and I, I want to get more goodies and more stuff going on. And I want to have a group Zoom call uh, with people, you know, a mind jam. Let's let's get you guys involved in the conversation. And uh, we have a private Discord chat called the Mycadelic Inner Sanctum where we have a bunch of people from all over the world chatting, posting questions and, you know, uh, different topics like trip reports, art, memes, humor, questions, medicine, questions, integration support, books, films, videos, documentaries, all these kinds of things. There's even a voice chat. So sometimes I'll pop in there and say, what's up? Uh, but it's just good to have everybody connect. Everybody that listens to the show connect with each other. That's what I, that's kind of, that's really what I want to do is just try and build more of a community here. Um, you know, and so, you know, when I have guests on the show, uh, that kind of, I hope to always like spark a conversation to have people's thoughts being, uh, tickled into new directions. And, uh, I love hearing from you guys. And when I get emails, thank you to all the people that sent me emails. Um, thinking off the top of my head, Natasha, uh, if I can remember who else is, uh, uh, Gideon, um, and I'm sure there's others, but th- all of you guys, thank you. It's, uh, I feel like the discord chat is an easier way to communicate. And then when you become a, a patron for $5, uh, go to patreon.com slash Mike Brank, M I K E B R A N C. Then for $5, you get the Discord chat, stickers, T-shirts in the works continuously, always in the works. I know, I know, uh, but it's coming because I want it to be cool and I want it to be comfortable and I want it to be, I really want it to be like really dope, you know? Um, but just, uh, I really want to build a community and I want to get people involved. And, you know, this show doesn't just focus on psychedelics. This this show is really about all, everything metaphysical. You know, who are we? Why are we here? What are we doing? How do we relate to each other? How do we, you know, form institutions, groups? Uh, what is the relationship in, uh, between people and power and, you know, relationship dynamics and love and magic and just, you know, so I really want to develop a community that uh, that wants to, to to be involved in these discussions and talk. So Zoom calls would be great, the Discord chat, all that stuff. So go to patreon.com slash Mike Brank, B-R-A-N-C, B-R-A-N-C, and uh, check that out. If you just want to throw a buck or two just to support the show, that's cool, of course. Um, and if you want to go a step further, there's all the other tiers. And um, yeah, uh, mikeadelicpod at gmail.com. I'm going to be less responsive on social media because social media is turning me into a demon and I need to stop because I'm addicted to uh, the, 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 the warlike atmosphere of social media. It's, it's, uh, it's a problem. <laughs> and it's not, you know, so I'm trying to limit my exposure as much as possible on social media. It's really hard to have nuanced conversations. It's really hard to present nuanced topics on social media. Um, so, I, you know, I don't want to be misconstrued and misperceived and I don't want to get into fights and battles and things like that. And sometimes I feel myself getting sucked into that and I'm like, whoa, 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 what am I doing? Who am I becoming? What's the ha- what is happening? I always want to express love. 
and gratitude and kindness and basic general goodness to everybody and form a, a community of like-minded, like-hearted people that feel safe, opening up, being vulnerable, talking, sharing about anything from individual level to interpersonal to collective and and further beyond. All right, well, that's enough for me. Let's get into this podcast right now. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Here it is. Peter Berv. Psychedelics are illegal, not because a loving government is concerned that you may jump out of a third-story window. Psychedelics are illegal because they dissolve opinion structures and culturally laid down models of behavior and information processing. They open to us the possibility that everything we know is wrong. We don't need new laws that control our consciousness and rigidly place it in a prison. Cognitive liberty. The fact that as adults, if we're not hurting anybody else, we should have the right to explore the contours of our own consciousness without any mediation or legislation on the part of somebody else. Reject authority. Authority is a lie. Where's the perception? Information is power. But we have to seize, seize the opportunity. The opportunity. The opportunity. To be last time. What a coincidence. <laughs> Peter Burr. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Super happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you on, really. Uh, been, uh, been a pleasure to get to know you over the last couple months, and probably more, but a little pause with the with the pandemic, as we all have had. Right, right. And just some uh, you know, cool surprises, finding out we have the same birthday. And our partners have our birthdays are our their birthdays are one day apart too. Yeah. So that's kind of a what's up with that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's uh definitely one of those things where I think I was introduced to you by Bill, Bill Burns, past podcast guest. And uh yeah, immediately I was like, Oh, I get this guy. Like I'm, you know, in the same world, you know, plant medicine work and, and that stuff and, and you're really uh, introduced me to something that I w- wasn't aware about, which was human design. And so it's interesting w- when and who and how things come into your life. And yeah, and just like the the fact that we have the same birthdays, I think, and our partners share similar ones as well. It's like even more of a synchronistic event. Yeah, yeah. Pay attention to those synchronicities. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that my, I've been thinking about a little bit is, um, you know, t- I've heard Terrence McKenna talk about like, you know, don't give in to the astonishment, you know, and I, I always have a tendency to when interesting synchronistic things happen like that, be like, whoa, that's, that was crazy, right? It's so crazy. Kind of marvel at the, uh, you know, strangeness of it or the coincidence of it, that sort of thing. And now I'm trying to practice like more of a, oh, well, yeah, of course, this is, of course, I'm designing my own reality and others are too. And we're sending out our signals and converging on the path when is appropriate. Right, right. I've definitely thought a lot about that, you know, through the years because, you know, okay, so maybe we knew each other in a past life. Wait, sorry. <laughs> my, my Bluetooth just just came on. Yeah, you were just saying uh, maybe we knew each other in a past life. Or not necessarily you and I. I'm just saying, like, those synchronicities 
okay, yeah, it might mean something, but does that mean you need to take action on it? I agree with what you're saying, not to give, not to give those things too much power. You know, pay attention to when they show up, but you can go on some long and windy roads making decisions on uh, coincidences sometimes. Mm, yeah, what do you what do you mean by that? That's interesting. Yeah, like, um, oh, you know, maybe you know people might have certain synchronicities and they can tend to make too big a deal out of it. Oh, I see. Like, give, give it too much power and, and and let it guide them more than it should. Right, right. Like I'm saying, like, you know, oh, maybe we knew each other from another, you know. Well, yeah, so we did something else in another lifetime. That doesn't mean we need to, like, if it's, you know, a romantic connection or something like that. Does that mean you need to engage again? It, you know, that's not where I make my decisions from personally. It's more, you know, they're neat things. They're cool. Synchronicities just kind of... They're more just confirmations along the way that you're on the right place, not necessarily um, where we're make, meant to make our decisions from. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that. I think that um, I think when you start embarking on more of a path of uh, awakening or a more of a conscious path or a plant medicine path, you know, whatever you want to call it, these realms of kind of inner work and spirituality and stuff that th- those can be presented as uh opportunities or traps if you attach them too much and let it like you know you buy into it too much you feed it too much and and then you're kind of you know you feel more like uh yeah that was that was one of my that was one of my things with originally when I was thinking about astrology and numerology and just everything and I didn't even know about human design which which you work in and uh I just thought like oh I don't want some like outside force telling me what, what I'm destined to do. Like I make my own decisions, but as I grew into that and learned more about it, I, I understood how to kind of navigate it in a more uh, balanced approach. Right. Right. Yeah. Human design is, is really great for that because it just gives you all the power back to your, really to your body to recognize the signs your body is telling you to make your decisions from there, your inner authority and to and to know how that feels and not make a mental decision because because all that other stuff is their stories whether they're real or not they're just their stories so mm-hmm. you know to know to know the feeling of of uh, empowerment or inner yes or you know that that feeling of coming from your inner authority that's you know that's what human design at least gives us the tools for yeah yeah, talk a little bit more about human design because I've never talked about it on the show. I've never brought it up, uh, and I recently just started to get into it. And, and that is really one of the reasons why I like it a lot is because I think as you explained it, it's more of like um, understanding how your your vehicle is made, you, you, right. right? Like, and right. and I I really like that aspect of it is like more of just like, hey, this is how we're all designed differently. You know, and this is how you're designed, and and everything that you. When I did the reading with you, like, it was just like, yeah, like this is this is spot on. It wasn't like uh, I was like having to rationalize things and be like, oh well, I, I guess I can see that. Yeah, full moon is in Pisces, so you're feeling this way, and I'm like, eh, I don't know, am I really? Um, so yeah, maybe you can talk yeah, a little bit sure. more eloquently than sure. than my explanation of it. Well, it's you know, human design is initially a mystical revelation but that has it's a logical system with super practical applications 
So, um, you know, it was, it was, uh, when I say it was a mystical revelation, um, you know, the, the man who received this knowledge, you know, had kind of dropped out of society and, um, had this mystical experience where he was living on an Island, um, off the coast of Spain and went back to his little hut one day with no power. And there was this light coming out of his, you know, stone hut, you know, who the hell's in there? He kicks open the door and he gets paralyzed in this light. And for eight days, he gets this information drilled into his, his, his whole being by this voice, him and his dog. His dog, him and his dog got paralyzed in this light. And he said it was the most painful thing. But for eight days, he received this knowledge about um, the design of forms, the human design, um, creation, uh, you know, a lot of things. And, you know, he, he came out of that transformed, totally mutated. And, and, you know, within a certain amount of time, started started you know no choice having to share this knowledge that he was given so there was this mystical revelation but then the 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 system itself is is it's a very logical system it's a science science of differentiation which shows how we're all built uniquely and it shows it shows the mechanics aura mechanics of how we're all built differently and then when you when you can start to um to understand your own personal mechanics you can make decisions according to how you're built and that helps us move through the world with less resistance more in alignment with with our our true nature and and it helps us um awaken to that and a lot when you align to that and awaken to that there's there is an, an, an awakening that happens, but it only happens through your own personal experiment with it. It's that's that's the beautiful thing, is um, or not so much the beautiful thing, but the the logical nature of it is that it's it only works when you do it when you experiment with yourself, and it starts to unfold through your own experiment. So that's a really um, you know. That's that's why I like it when skeptical people come to me because they're like, what you know, same as myself when I when I first heard about it, I rolled my eyes. Who threw all this you know stuff together to make a, you know a few more bucks in the new age? And um, when I got my first reading, it um, you know five hours later, I wouldn't leave. You know, the analyst. I was just we became good friends, and but that day we were, I couldn't leave. We talked for five hours, question upon question. How did you know all these things about me? How could you see into this? And and um, the other really, uh, really amazing thing about human design is it shows us where where we've been putting our atten- attention in areas that create overcompensating behaviors. It shows us our conditioning. It shows us. Um, yeah, what we call the not self, which is really just the mind, where the mind has taken over and tried to run the show, tried to control things. So, um, you know, mechanically seeing where we've been putting our attention, where we're not, it helps us turn it back to where who we are, our fixed nature, our, you know, all the places in us that are consistently operating. It's like the roadmap of your being. So um, it, it truly does have the potential to to help us awaken, you know, and, um, and, and it's not a big deal. 
just when you are completely yourself, it's just life is just there's just more ease and grace and and flow, you know. Yeah. 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 And <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I did my human design reading with you and then I was blown away and then I've been experimenting with it and I really do notice the difference. Like I really notice, like, Oh wait, I just sort of reacted right here out of my conditioned, not self areas. And, but then when I'm operating more in my power centers, my sacral throat, connected authority i'm like oh yeah like this just everything feels really like it should feel i think as a human being and i think a lot of us especially in the time that we're living in now absorb so much that is not doesn't it's not compatible with our design and we're taking it on and we're stressing ourselves out and a lot of people don't even know don't even know who they really truly are. You know, it's like, just be yourself. Well, who, who is that? What do you mean be myself? Because everywhere you look, people are telling you to be somebody else, you know, to this is what you got to do. You got to wake up every morning at 6 a.m. You got to exactly. run. You got to do the New York Times. You got to solve a Rubik's Cube. You got to, you know, do 100 push-ups. You got to have a kale smoothie. You got to hustle, grind. You got to, you know. This is the right way. Yeah, this know? is the right way. This is, Everybody has a system that's the right way, but it's not the right way for everybody's unique design. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's what we call the homogenized world. It doesn't matter how freaky you are. If you're saying, you know, this is, this is the right way. Wake up. You know, it's, you know, it might be in alignment for me to, or correct for me to, you know, do something that's very unpopular or whatever, you know? And so, um, and that's, and again, that gets validated, by your own experiment to see how if it feels good or not if it works or not for you and and that, that whole idea of being validated is just so it just it goes so so far because there's so many things we've known about ourselves it's not like we haven't been doing work on ourselves it's not like that hasn't been of any value but sometimes you know this this uh desire to improve we can end up being fixated on things that we think are problems that aren't, you know, you can spend years trying, you know, like for instance, I used to, like I have in, in the human design system, I have an open solar plexus and for years, you know, when I was younger trying to understand why I always had this knot in my solar plexus and, and thought it was something I had to fix, thought it was my, you know, third chakra kind of like power issues with other people. And, you know, down the road, I see it has had nothing to do with that. I just was open there. I was just feeling everybody else's emotions. And, you know, to the point where I felt that knot in there and, and felt like it was something wrong with me that I had to fix. And, and now all I have to do is realize, well, I'm at the point now where I can just see that it's not me and I'm fine. But, you know, in the beginning of my experiment, it was more extreme. I had to, I had to leave the room. And then as soon as I left the room, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. It, that wasn't my energy. That was other people's, you know, emotional waves or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a very important, would you call it a system? It's a science. Yeah. Science. It's a, it's yeah. a system. Yeah. So it's a, it's a really important one for now when I notice, you know, I, sp I just spent a lot of time online and you know, plugged into the cultural milieu and, and they, there's so much, uh, you know, pushing towards conformity 
in a lot of areas. And this really is, uh, you know, like an invitation to a new approach that really uh, helps, in my opinion, to like empower people into their uniqueness, which is exciting because it creates, I think, more acceptance and respect and diversity and novelty rather than, like you said, like the homogenized world. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, in this time we're moving into, I like to say, you know, everybody gets to be themselves. That's that's the, the rule in my house, you know. Everyone gets to be themselves. Everyone gets to eat what they want. Everyone, you know, you know, gets to be themselves. Because, like you said, everyone loves to tell everyone what to do. And, and so, yeah, it, you know, even on this human design experiment or journey, um, you know, not everyone likes it when you become yourself. You know, not everyone you know, understands it or it, you know, it's, it's made some relationships more, you know, difficult for me, but it's made living in my own body, you know, a thousand times more comfortable. So, yeah. So you got into this, but you, you, like we've talked before and, and you told some pretty amazing stories, uh, about your, your sort of journey to where you are now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if you want to uh, you talk about a little bit about uh, how that all unfolded for you. Well, that's always a, um, an interesting question, and um, you know, it reminds me of uh, I think it's in a Carlos Castaneda book. Um, I I read it so long ago, I don't remember the exact context, but he said something like, "Well, well, start from the beginning. Tell me, tell me how this all began." He's <laughs> yeah. like, "Well." you want to go back to the beginning? I mean, we got to go back to the beginning, you know, like, so, you know, for me, a lot of this began with my birth. I was born, um, missing bones in my right leg. Um, and, um, you know, I got four toes in my right foot and, um, you know, so life, my life started with, uh, trauma, you know, a lot of surgeries, a lot of time alone, um, you know, wheelchairs and crutches and, you know, month in the hospital here and there. And as like a baby, uh, um, a lot of it, a little bit as a baby, I had some corrective surgeries. And then when I was seven, I was in the hospital for, you know, like beginning of first grade, um, you know, had a leg lengthening surgery. And again, when I was 11 and, you know, and then always wearing some kind of, you know, cast or brace, or, and I still do wear a brace on my right leg. Um, so yeah, you know, so started started on a healing journey at a young age, and um, that put my family on a little bit of an alternative therapy kind of approach and meditation, and somehow that got you know particularly my mother into that. And is that because they were searching for new or different or better ways to to help you? I think that may have been part of it. Yeah. Um, Part of it was just their own journey, but um, there may have been an element of that. My mother got into acupuncture and then like color therapy and lots of different alternative therapies. And then um, I don't remember exactly. My older brother, he's 10 years older than me. He, um, I don't remember exactly his journey of getting into all this, but he got into like, you know, um, like Taoism and Tai Chi and um, um polarity therapy and and then um 
and then a other more advanced kind of body work. He became a chiropractor and acupuncturist and stuff. But, you know, he was kind of a role model for me when I was in high school and he was, you know, in Boston studying all these things and, and, um, you know, really, um, you know, he did some healing work on me one day and I, you know, I saw this light and that was really a revelation for me. And anyway, it kind of, you know, set me on to a more of a, a spiritual path at a young age and, um, exploring lots of different modalities. And the earlier part of my life, it was, you know, a little more like studying different world religions and, and practices, but also, you know, psychedelics too. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so then, you know, left home, traveled, um, traveled for years and years and years, you know, and then this is, uh, after high school, right after high school, yeah. you know, traveled and saw the, went to all the sacred sites I could go to in the different countries and, you know, intentional communities. And, um, it was really, you know, backpacking and it was really fun. Um, and then, and then I had this experience at 23, well, two things happened in that year, which was in 2000, um, I, um, one, I discovered ayahuasca and that, that was a big wake up call right there. And then a few months later I got hit by lightning and I had a near death experience. Um, and that, that really, um, that changed things for me that planted some pretty, pretty profound seeds that have, are still unfolding to this day. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I unknowingly, but some kind of higher unconscious synchronicity and wearing a save the clock tower t-shirt from back to the future where the, the clock tower gets struck by lightning tower struck by lightning. Yeah. Asked Mike, did you wear that shirt for me today? And he said, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know, but, uh, I guess I did. Um, yeah, you told me that story and it, it's, it, it was, uh, I was just so incredible. I mean, I can't imagine what it would, what that would be like because, you know, I think as you explained, you're, you're like, you know, you were just on a hike, right? Or you were... I was in a parking lot. In a parking lot. Yeah. Okay. But in uh, Rocky Mountain and on Trail Ridge Road and yeah. just at an overlook, you know. Just like any other day, just doing the things that you're doing and then yeah, this was, major was event fall. happens. Yep. Fall, changing leaves, went to see the, the changing leaves with a few few friends and, and um, typical Colorado afternoon around one o'clock, you know. Within within a half hour, blue sky turned to a hailstorm, and um, saw a lightning strike in the distance, and started walking back to the car. And next thing we know, the the next one hit me and a and a friend together. And then what what happened after it hit you? Um, well, I can see through your clothes now. It's amazing. <laughs> X ray vision. Yeah, um, I wouldn't choose that color underwear myself. But, <laughs> um, no, I uh, I. I woke up right after the, the hit happened and I was, um, totally baffled. I didn't know what was going on. My nervous system was completely scrambled. Um, I was really like confusion isn't even the right word. It's just nothing was firing or connecting correctly. I think that was just so traumatic. I just left my body and, um, and then I, I found myself in, in this place of, this ocean of love um you know i've 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 come to call it myself i call it the waiting room because it was it was like i was just waiting there until my body was stabilized to come back um but in that place 
um, I got to feel this, this love and oneness, this ocean of love and oneness. Um, and, and, um, and then these two presences, angels, if you want to call it, um, call them that they, you know, they basically approached me and, and told me it was time to go back to my body. And this was about an hour and a half, you know, till I woke up from the time I like left to came back and, um, and said, it's time to go back to your body. And I said, I really, um, I kind of like it here. Can I stay? And they said, uh, no. Um, and there's the door and bye. And then, uh, they said, well, and they said, you still have work to do. So, um, then I felt myself descending through these realms back into this compressed form and, and, and me going kind of like, kind of thinking like, Oh shit. Like, Oh, I'm going back into this little teeny, you know, vehicle. I, you know, it felt like I was really being stuffed into a box Uh, and, and that's what we are. We're like this very specific program, very specific imprint. And so I felt myself going from this place of pure expansion and oneness to, um, to, you know, this, this form again. And, and yeah, and then, um, and then six weeks later I had a head surgery because I didn't read, they they didn't find the slow bleed that was happening. So that was kind of scary, but, uh, got the blood drained. And so, yeah, two biggest analogies, uh, for waking up, getting hit by lightning and getting it through my thick skull. So, um, <laughs> getting it through, yeah. so I tried to figure out, you know, what, uh, what's the message? And it was, you know, be in the world, you know, stop running, stop, you know, I just had this fear of being in the world. So being worldly or whatever you want to call it. So, you know, yeah, you know, got a job and, you know, just grounded out. And then, um, that didn't last too long, but I don't know. Do you have any other, <laughs> it's ends up be like I said, starting from the beginning, where do we start? Where do we end? You know? But. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's, it's really just really fascinating and interesting to me because it's like, I've, I've, I've had an experience where I have left my body and transcended the, you know, into the non-dual state. Um, but it was in an ayahuasca ceremony and then when I remember coming back and feeling that, like, oh, man, I'm, like, trapped in this meat prison, this, like, finite form. Like, this is such a bummer. Like, that was so awesome and cool. And, you know, I felt so, like, powerful and free and alive. And But I was but like, I wasn't me. And, you know, it was just um, – so, yeah, I'm wondering, like, did, did you start pursuing, like, more – plant psychedelic work ayahuasca work after that and like did that sort of push you further into that path uh not exactly okay i um at that point in my life you know so i i I took a i took a brief spin with the plant medicine with with the ayahuasca for a few years then and um really deeply impacted but i was young you know and um and i was my path was more about like at that time kind of a, a yogic ascended master kind of path. So I was really more about not relying on anything outside myself, you know? And so I actually uh, stopped all medicines from about 23 to 33. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was deep in, deep in my yogic path. And then, you know, I became a monk actually for a few years, was oh, yeah, celibate. Right. I lived in India. I lived in some ashrams. 
uh, and, and um, really just went deep into that um, uh, sadhana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I remember you telling me that. That uh, yeah, amazing. So, have you had any comparable type experiences to the waiting room experience since that event, the lightning event? It's um, well, yeah, I've had some pretty. Uh, pretty powerful experiences, particularly with ayahuasca and, um, and, but, you know, I, I guess, well, I guess a few, a few things I'm thinking about is, you know, maybe we'll get here full circle, but, you know, yeah, kind of full circle. What this makes me think of is really, it's about the sacred and the mundane, you know, I think what human coming, you know, talking about human design, human design has really taught me to find the magic in the, in the mystical life, like deep in the mundane, you know, because it's not always about the peak experiences, right? You know, we can get really, we can get addicted to that. We can get, um, you know, we can become seekers and searchers, you know, looking, looking for that. And, um, and so, yeah, I've definitely had some, some peak experiences and those are, those are important, you know, those are important to, um, to reconnect and, and, you know, what, how, what, whatever kind of medicine it brings for your ego or your heart or your, you know, your soul, whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, kind of lost my train of thought with that. Yeah, so you mentioned the the sacred, right? Is that what you said? The sacred and the mundane. Yeah, there's a book I think by Murcia Aliad yeah, called yeah. "The Sacred and the Profane," yeah. which I think is kind of similar. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, I think that it's. Uh, I never knew how to pronounce the guy's name. I think it's Mur- Murcia Aliad Eliadi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that is it is an interesting thing because. Like I definitely found myself in that uh, exploring psychedelics, being a psychonaut and just searching for those peak experiences. And then, you know, and then kind of realizing, well, it it doesn't really mean anything if I'm not like using my meat vehicle in this world and like doing things in this world and learning how to like, I guess what they would call it, like integrate, you know, into the world. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's a thing um, that's, um, can be consistent with with people who have had near death experiences, or people who are you know lo- always le- searching for those highs. As you can you know you can start to feel depressed, or you know lacking meaning. You know uh, you know with near death experiences you know you know it's like the, it's it's like a blessing and a curse because this this veil gets ripped open and it's like. Oh yeah, it's not your time yet. You know, just go back and pretend you didn't see anything. You know, nothing to see here. And it's like, oh okay, so this is all an illusion. And um, I guess I just gotta gotta be here. You know, um, but you know, I mean, that was really, you know, even though I I was explaining I had this experience, what was really transmitted to me in that time was that we're all just souls on a journey. You know, and you know, talking about living out our uniqueness, you know, we don't know what each person is here for, you know, who's to say what someone is here to learn. You know, we really don't know. How can you say, you know, what, what someone else is here to learn on, on a soul, on their soul journey, 
you know? Um, and so, um, yeah, we're all here to learn different things. We're all, and, and so that maybe the thing you're here to learn isn't about, you know, about getting out of your body. It's about learning how to be in your body. You mm. know, we're only here for a short time. Yeah. So, so let's do what we got to do and, you know, get messy, get uncomfortable, get, you know, take chances and, you know, cause it's temporary. Yeah. Get it while you can get it while it's hot. Smoke them if you got them. Yeah. It's like, I, yeah, I can see that. And maybe I've, I've had this too with this like idea of like, well, this doesn't really matter. So who cares? And I'll just like drop all my responsibilities and I'll just, who cares about stupid social interactions and whatever that, that, that up there, that, you know, liminal transcendental, transcendental space. Like that's where it's at. Like that's who cares about this life. It's, it's almost analogous to the sort of, you know, Christian religion, heaven, hell kind of thing. It's like, well, you want to get to heaven, you know, in spiritual, in a spiritual sense, like, well, I, I, I just want to transcend and I want to go on and have like experience my soul in its fullest. And, but we're forgetting the here and now, like the, the beauty of the, of the human creature that we mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, again, it's about the integration. It's about living it and having, having the tools and the support and the resources to, to, to learn how to live it, to learn how to be okay with the mundane, to learn how to be okay with, um, to be comfortable being uncomfortable, you know? Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, human design has been great for that to, to, to get some of those tools to, to, to integrate all of it. And it does kind of all, all become one the pleasure and the pain sort of merge into one. Yeah. I think it's pretty, it's kind of dangerous when you're in either like one or the other, you know, camps, you know, it's, it it can be a, a, an experience that has more suffering than, Mm -hmm. than not like, you know, maybe like the atheistic, hyper rational, you know, materialist reductionist view. And it's just like, well, life is suffering. It's all pain. Like when we die, we go nowhere, you know, that very, rigid sort of approach and then on the other side it's like you know sort of more of like the everything is love and light and spiritual bypassing and just oh i don't want to look at the nasty bits of myself or the outside world and i'm just going to live in a little bubble it's nice it's cozy it's protective in there yeah you know. that's that's why i've always really liked the uh, idea of the middle way you know walking the middle way no matter what path you're on and you know, so like even, even, you know, there's times for extremes and everything, but, um, even with the medicine path, you know, um, you can walk the middle way with that, you know, you can, you can, you know, find a balance with it to integrate into your life, to get those highs and then, and then sit with it, do your homework, you know, see what, what, what was shown to you and, and, and put it into action in your life and and don't come back till you've done your homework. And it's not just about always seeking the next, the next high. And, and it, and it can be really helpful. I, I've, I really like human design and the medicine path together because I feel it actually helps. Um, it helps solidify these, um, this, uh, this knowledge, which starts in the mind, you know, it helps solidify it into the body, into the nervous system and, and, and show you where you can really feel it and, and, um, and really recognize 
oh, that's what that meant when, you know, when the, you know, there's, there's just a lot of conceptual stuff with human design, but, but once yeah. you start to feel the difference between, oh, this is what it really feels like living it. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's that, I think that for everyone, it's so, the mind is so seductive especially for me like it's like oh i'm just i can like figure things out and understand things and i can solve problems and um you know but it's i think more and then there's also that whole thing of like well it's the the ego and the ego's taking away to kill the ego and destroy it and i don't i mean i don't know i don't know about about that but i think that it's like trying to find that balance where you know the the person driving the vehicle and then the passenger can have a nice trip together. You know, the mind, the heart, the body, the soul, everybody's in, in harmony. Well, that's an interesting, uh, point that you say, because in human design, we talk about passenger consciousness. I don't know. Oh, cool. I didn't know about that. Oh, you nailed it. Nice. You know, we talk about letting life be the driver, you know, and, and really taking the back seat, you know, because there's so much going on that we're not even aware of, you know, in our own, in our own operating system. And so in part of that operating system is, is this, this, um, what we call it, the magnetic monopole in human design. It's, it's really this, this, uh, you know, this spark within our chest that it's, it's meant to attract all the right things. I, you know, I can get mystical with it because, you know, contemplating it's really powerful. It's like, it's yeah. Get mystical. Yeah. You know, this, this, this magnetic monocle, magnetic monopole attracts all the right things to us. And when we step out of the way, they show up, you know? And so, so much of, you know, so much of the human design journey, and the medicine path is about learning how to surrender, you know, and that can, you know, that might be a little buzzword in some ways, but, but really learning what that means, you know, about the mind, not controlling things. When the mind tries to control, we meet resistance, you know, and we get frustrated or, or bitter or, or, you know, angry or whatever it might be. And so, um, getting out of the way and becoming the passenger is, is what we talk about. And, um, so, and, uh, then you can just enjoy the movie, you know, and I'm really enjoying this movie that's happening right now. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Really to, I I mean, you're, you're partaking as the passenger, you're partaking in the journey, but you're not taking over, you know, and, and you're, you're still getting to the, you're still getting to see the sights along the drive and, you know, the whole experience. So, you know, that, that is, that is kind of nice. What are, what are like some, you know, you mentioned that you are like maybe a little skeptical getting in and, you know, I have like a little dose of skepticism in my mind as well, but what are, what are some things that like people will, I mean, like, I don't know, what are some, some, like you always hear people talk about, oh, well, that's a pseudoscience or that's just a woo woo spiritual thing. And, you know, I, yeah, I, I just wonder like, does human design have any like critics and critiques that, that like yeah, are the, the yeah. main things that w- people would say? Sure. Sure. Well, you know, it's, it is a young science, you know, it was in this, I mean, 
That's interesting. I, I don't want to cut you off, but I just want to make this point real quick. That's really interesting because the story you told about the founder and the light and the mystical right. experience, for some reason, w- us moderns have a hard time of accepting something like this. But if it happened 5,000 years ago, mm, sure. of course, let's build temples, let's raise money, let's have a palace in, with gold with a guy in a white robe. You know, that's okay. Yeah, that's those stories are okay, but if it's a newer story, we don't want to hear it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll crucify, we'll crucify. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, great point. I totally agree. Um, are you okay with this this darkness? By the way, it's, oh no, I noticed that it was <laughs> the sun was was providing some nice light, and now we don't have it. So no, I'm, I'm I could turn the light on. No, man, I'm, I'm good. Right. Okay. Give it a lighting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it is a young science, and, and and what I mean by that is, or my point with that is, you know, there's only a few generations of people who've been experimenting with this and validating this, you know. And so, you know, we're getting to a point now where human design's been around for, you know, 30 years. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot out there. There's a lot to um, to learn from the, you know, experimenters who've been around but um you know human design is is they say it's a synthesis of astrology and the the you know the chakra system and the kabbalah and the I Ching. and so you know when you hear that um you know that's where my mind went which was like all right who who the hell thought they could just throw all these things together and <laughs> yeah and somehow like you know, yeah, I, I can see how that could work, you know, and convince some people and, you know, get rich. Like a metaphysical and, smoothie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, and, um, but it's really, you know, and, and that's where my mind went. That's where my mind were, would go today if I heard something else like that. But, um, you know, when, you know, well, you come to find that it's really, it's a quantum of all those things. And it's not just those things, really. It's, it combines elements of those things, which are really, you know, those are systems that have been created by man, but really those things are rooted in, in some kind of, um, you know, universal truth or Mm -hmm. something like that astrology or, or, you know, you know, the energy flows in our body and, you know, these are, or, or our genetics, you know, there's, there's definitely been correlations with the I Ching and the genetic code. Um, so yeah, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, um, either way it's, it combines all these things and in some way that can be very validating when you find where a lot of systems cross and, and validate each other. You know, that's, I always, uh, that always turns me on when I find, you know, different systems all kind of confirming the same, the same truths. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's, that's where you can, there can be a lot of skepticism to, you know, yeah. and, um, but again, it's can be as skeptical as you want it's a it's a self um it i forget the word but it's you know it, it reveals itself to you through mm-hmm. you so mm-hmm. you can you have to that's why we say it's an experiment yeah 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 it's and you know that is kind of that's what science does what science is supposed to do is to keep pushing forward and coming up with new ideas that reinvent and that take and build upon what's what's come before it and yeah, it's. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, you know Rupert Sheldrake. Yes. Yeah, his like morphic resonance theory, and he wrote a book that was called 
the science delusion but then he it, the, the the american or english um yeah like the, the the american title was changed to science set free because they were so scared of like even putting that title out mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. but his thing is like you know he's basically saying like look like modern materialist reductionist science is its own kind of religion in a way where there's like a hierarchy and there's a status quo that needs to be maintained and new things that get put into it like it doesn't matter how valid they are or how interesting they are they get you know batted down and it has they have these dogmas and i think what he says is like the the way that that scientific uh, paradigm acts as 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 if we figured out ninety nine percent of everything, and we're just looking for that one little piece left. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it can it, it's really kind of the opposite of what science should stand for, which is like constantly questioning, constantly pushing forward, constantly investigating, testing, experimenting, coming up with hypotheses and hypotheses and theories. Right, right, and. And um, I forget the name of this, um, what you call this, but how mass responds to the observer. Mm, yeah, the observer effect, right? Is I, that it? I, I forget. Maybe what I'm if, wrong. Maybe there's. I, a, know. I know there's a name for it, but um, but it's you know it's it's proven that that matter will actually adapt to you know the person, the energy of the person observing it. So yes. you know. You know, our thoughts do create a reality. Our our awareness does create a reality. Yeah, and it's like, well, we can't measure that. We can't. It's like we can't handle that. Where does that fit into the narrative that we've been creating for the past, you know, God knows how long? You know, and so, yeah, we talked a little bit about um, like ages, uh, mm -hmm. shifts, mm -hmm. time time frames, global cycles, global cycles. Yeah, and. Uh, it was interesting. I was talking to Jenna the other day, and she was like, "What do you, what cycle do you think that we're in now that mimics a past cycle? Like, uh, do you think that we're? Do you have a maybe like a an idea of where you think we are in in this period of time right now, where maybe we that kind of mirrors a, a past time? I don't, and and I don't know if, um, yeah, I really don't because. Um, well, all my uh, paradigms are shifting. Learning about the human des human design, global cycles, and the way we they see this is part of the knowledge that was given to um, Ra Uruhu, the guy who received this this knowledge. And so, you know, uh, you know, cycles can last, um, you know, hundreds of years. And and so, um, yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm sure there's information out there about that, but I haven't actually. There's so many areas of human design, so many domains to dive into, and there's some that I actually haven't even touched, you know, where I'm a total novice, you know, yeah. or amateur, you know. So, um, but, you know, we are talking about moving from the cross of or this global cycle being in the what we call the cross of planning to the cross of the sleeping phoenix and those are very very different background themes and we're we're in the last seven years of the cross of planning right yeah and then i i'm in uh we're both sleeping phoenixes right that's right yeah, yeah. mike and i are both on the cross of the sleeping phoenix yeah that's in our human design and that we're moving into that age so that's pretty cool yeah and so what does that mean mean to you what what it means to me is that um i am resonant 
with what's coming, you know? And what that specifically looks like is, is that, well, to give a little more background, we're moving from what we call a tribal era and um, to an individual era. These are, these are, these are very big overarching themes um, through humanity. And so when we talk about being on a tribal cross, the tribe is all about, um, you know, support, bringing us together. And so we look at the last four or 500 years, there's all the, all the stuff, all the globalization that's happened that's brought us all together with um, medicine and technology and communication and transportation. You know, you can get to the other side of the planet in a few hours. You know, you can communicate with someone, you know, on the moon in seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so that's all been supported by this background theme, you know, that's, you know, government, you know, all these other things. And, and when that background theme, and we're just starting to see it, you know, we're still in it, but it's, it's starting to back off, you know, and so all these things that have brought us together are collapsing. So, you know, I can talk more about that, but, you know, we're moving into an individual era, which is about self-empowerment, you know? And so, um, you know, what does that, what's that going to look like? We don't know. Um, but I know what that's looked like in my life. It's looked like, you know, doing, you know, some of these stories I've shared just, you know, traveling around the world, doing things to learn about myself and to be a better person and to, to become self-empowered so that I can be, um, you know, empowering to other people. Yeah. It's so interesting because we're, I'm interested in that too. You're interested in that too. And by me, when, and I'd love to hear you, your thoughts on this and your experience, but when I started pursuing, I've always pursued whatever I wanted, you know, like I'm interested in this, I'm going for it, you know? Uh, and when I decided to like go backpacking around Southeast Asia, like I got a lot, like everything that I decided to do to just quit my job and do stand up comedy or go, you know, backpacking through Southeast Asia or go down and, and live in Peru in the jungle and drink ayahuasca. And every, the criticism from the outside tribe is, is like, you, you know, what, what are you doing? You're, you know, you're, you're not. You're just going and just doing whatever you want, and it's like it's almost you're like we are playing your part in the tribe. We're not we're not playing our parts, yeah. And it's like we've been on this individual sort of journey of empowerment that's represent represented through the Sleeping Phoenix, uh, because it's that's what's in us, and you know it's tough sometimes to move against the grain in that environment. But now I guess we're going to be – it's exciting to, to hear that we're going to be heading into a time where that will be more uh, – that that environment will be more catered to that kind of ex exploration. Right, right. And it's – you know, it's it's not necessarily going to be a, a pretty transition. <laughs> no, I don't think um, it will be, no. And, that, you know, we're seeing the beginning of it right now. Um, but – but you know, what does it mean to, to become it's self-empowered, but it's not, doesn't mean we're all going to be living all by ourselves, but you know, probably a lot more smaller groups, not this like big government overarching, you know, umbrella, everything. Oh know. yeah. It's going to be, you know, there's going to, it's, it's happening already. People are starting to branch off to do their own thing and do it their way. And, and, you know, so 
you know, what, who knows what's that, what that's going to look like if all this background theme that we're, we're not even aware of it because we're right. so used to it, you know? What if the communication isn't there? What if the healthcare system isn't there? So it's, it's a good time to get empowered, self-empowered. Yeah. Grow your garden, you know, get off the grid if you can, whatever, you mm-hmm. know? And so mm-hmm. all these things are going, you know, and so this is the things I've been doing in my life. So yeah. that's why I'm saying, oh, yeah, I'm totally resonant with what's coming. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm all about doing this with with my community or family or or you know my chosen my chosen tribe yeah yeah nice man yeah me too i'm i'm inching more and more closer to that i've been talking about that a little bit on the show as well and uh yeah everybody that listens to this show knows how much uh, that we despise big government and tyranny and, and and mandatory you know, rules and regulations, arbitrary do-gooderness and all that kind of stuff. Because at the end of the day, we know what's best for ourselves. If we're aligned and we're true and we're doing the work and coming, coming to the table with compassion and curiosity, we can, we can get along. We, we can make things happen. We can build what we want. It's almost like that tribal cross uh, era gives birth to this because now we have the information to access things like human design. We have the information that the internet's provided to, to, to do that. And we're connecting with other people and we're building upon that. And we, you can go on YouTube and watch how to build an off grid house. And you know, these kinds of, so it's like leveraging that technology and birthing into a new one, making it work for us, not, you know, we're, we're going to make it work for us. And then we're not serving it as this monolithic, you know, thing like a bunch of slaves right right yeah and 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 do that while you can because you know maybe there won't be internet in in a few years you know maybe you won't be able to jump on youtube and learn all those things so right yeah already people are getting deplatformed and censored and you know all that kind of stuff so it's like yeah get get as much as you can and connect yeah and get out yeah and then you know also to add to what you're saying you know there's there's also this collective energy that we talk about in human design. There's tribal, individual, and collective. And so, you know, there's some people who are much more collective kind of people. And that, and that includes um, more like mass consciousness kind of themes, which it includes, which can include laws and, and government and things that humanity does need to some degree, you know, what's held us together as a humanity in some ways, what's, what's worked, what hasn't worked, you know, in the past and and what do we need to, to, um, you know, figure out to move forward in a good way so that, you know, it's not, I'm not talking about government necessarily, but I'm saying there's a, there's a whole, uh, there's another energy that some people are more, they do have that logical, um, you know, perspective on life, you know, yeah. they're not about the tribe and they're not about being a freaky individual. They're about like, what do we need as a whole, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, food, clothing, shelter, water, education, you know, and, um, yeah. And then that can get colored into your, your individual nature. And maybe you have your own freaky way of how you bring that to, humanity maybe we need some new laws that that um that keep us together but um you know free it up a little bit yeah definitely i I like that you know um you know i think that i'm in favor of diversity and choice and 
I think when you have that, you know, I like I made this tweet the other day and and then reposted on Instagram, but I, I said, you know, for um, you know, the infinite capacity for the human being's creativity to exist in a magical multiverse of mystery, some for some reason we've narrowed down the debate in the you know, political stage, that like the political kind of mass societal mainstream spectrum to this binary boring you know thing that just doesn't make sense and so what i'd like to see is just like experimentation new ways diverse ways you know Um, yeah i think we're going to be seeing a lot of that and and uh in a wide spectrum of that from you know very innovative and supporting humanity to really some really weird and dark stuff (laughs) well i think you know i think it's that's part of it right like that's the that's the package deal that you get is uh you know one of my favorite spiritual books by ajashante is called the end of your world and he talks about you know the misconceptions with awakening you know birthing into a new age you know this kind of stuff it's like a lot of people just think it's like oh wow you know it's all wonderful and now i'm evolved and i'm transcended and and i'm just on this mountaintop floating on a cloud and and uh he's like no it's destructive it destroys what doesn't serve it destroys what's out of alignment it destroys and lets crumble what's mm-hmm. not in truth and uh, out of that is the challenge to let the the truth the, the truth of what you are shine through and, and become that yeah yeah, I mean that that makes me think of probably one of the biggest paradigm shifts that I've I've gone through in my on this journey, you know, through my life is, you know, all this um new age kind of stories about moving into the golden age and, you know, and you know this uh where going through the kali yuga and then going to go into this, uh, you know, next age of enlightenment and you know what i don't know that if that's if that's where we're going and and i'm okay with that you know i think it took me a little bit of time to come to acceptance with you know that uh you know it's not going to be all all rainbows and unicorns up ahead you know like i said there's there might be some real some real darkness yeah and unicorns aren't you know they got that huge you know spear on their head so they can you know stab you in the chest they're not, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, we're even be seeing a lot of rainbows stabbing people in the chest, <laughs> not rainbows. Rainbows are, I mean, are fucking unicorns. cool, but unicorns. Yeah. But then rainbows, you never know. You get that pot of gold on the other side and there's a nasty leprechaun over there. You remember that like horror movie that came out? The leprechaun it was like some cheesy, um, like B, I was never B a, movie. I, I know what you're talking about, but I was never a big horror movie. I think Snoop Dogg was in it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I'd never been too much into horror but i started getting into i I saw a movie a while ago called the conjuring and it was really good i really liked it it was really well done and and uh i like um like cosmic horror like sci-fi horror Mm -hmm. type of like uh, event horizon or um alien aliens uh annihilation that was yeah annihilation was good kind of psychedelic as well I remember I watched uh, The Serpent and the Rainbow when I was like 10. And that was like one of the first, first like kind of zombie movies that I saw. And But that was kind of cool. I remember mm. that was kind of cool. I never saw that one, yeah. Yeah, zombie movies, 
they're like I always thought they they I was like all right they're just a bunch of I never got into I never got into zombies I don't know like The Walking Dead and that kind of stuff and and I thought the whole zombie thing was a little overrated myself yeah we got a lot of zombies walking around right now right right <laughs> so it's maybe like, that's what that was all about yeah metaphor yeah definitely I mean uh, yeah the the what was it I am Legend with Will Smith there was the there's like the fast running zombies and the slow zombies so that that's where the zombie divide is. Either the ones that are like brains or the the ones that are like out of their mind and yeah I don't know it, but but yeah there's well, there's a lot there's a lot of uh, oh go ahead yeah that kind of reminds me something I that would be helpful to explain you know when we talk about uh, moving into the cross of the sleeping phoenix well you know you hear that and you might think well sleeping sleeping phoenix that's that's kind of um, anticlimactic yeah that phoenix isn't um, woke. Right. Yeah. The bird, the bird's still sleeping. And so, you know, this, this self-empowerment vibe, if, if you're just, um, if you're just busy, 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 you know, sleeping Phoenix people tend to be overly busy, just filling up their life with stuff. And so, you know, looking at how that can translate into, into themes of what's coming in the global cycles, you know, yeah, we can just everything's there we can be busy 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 just filling up our life with crap but if if we learn how to stop and slow down and and you know listen to the signs our body's telling us and and res- learn how to respond or or whatever it is according to your design learn how to slow down and stop and 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 proceed to how we're built and let life come to us and not not initiate towards life if that's your design then then you start to wake up. You really do start to wake up. And it's, it's, it's counterintuitive for, for people who are just habituated to being busy, just always needing to control things and always needing to fill up your mind and, and your life up with something. But when you can slow down and stop and see what comes, you know, it's, it's uncomfortable, but then you start to wake up. And that's where the bird wakes up. Yeah, I've, I've always felt, I even see it in the, I got to come up with a better word for like the conscious spiritual community. Like I always say like the conscious spiritual psychedelic woke, whatever. But, uh, but even in this community, I see people that are just, I don't know for, for me, I really enjoy, like I dream of living a life like in like a tent or a teepee in like a tribal setting, just go to the river. And I just, I just want to live slow you know, and, and I guess I stay busy by, by reading a lot, you know, and, and, uh, watching videos and listening to podcasts. Like I'm kind of, that's my busyness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also get ideas and then try and execute on those ideas too. And I'm sure I would still do that. I'm not going to just, you know, lay in the grass all day, but I, but I like operating at my own speed and I feel sometimes I feel this pressure and that's where I feel that I'm operating outside of my power is when I'm like, Oh, well I, I should do this or I have to do this. And it's like that mind thing. And then I start doing it and then it's like, no, that wasn't right. Like it didn't, you know, it didn't feel right. So why did I do it? Um, and I feel so much more comfortable when I'm, you know, centered in, in my power and, uh, that's according to my, my design. And so, yeah, I just, I think, I don't know. Um, yeah, I just 
I guess it's 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 hard to exist in in this world right now by wanting to live sort of more of like a hunter gatherer like slower pace of of life. But mm. I try and figure it. I I guess I'm kind of making it work a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, we gotta we gotta take the steps. The, you know, maybe the practical steps to to live the life that we want. You know, and yeah, and that's even easier said than done. You know, it's. Um, but you can start with you know, start simply. Start once. Start where you're at. You know, you know, unplug a little bit, and and um, you know, it's it's a uh, it's really easy to be addicted to technology these days. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's that's kind of one of my dreams. Is um, you know, I do different retreats, and um, one of the retreats I want to do is is uh, technology unplug retreats because I think we're going to see a lot of. Uh, a lot of issues coming with that, especially with, you know, the younger generations just being addicted to technology from, you know, weeks after they're born. And, um, yeah, I just was, you know, wrestling with my nine month old. Cause he, he's, uh, he's, uh, he, he has to have the remote control. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like magical to them, <laughs> you know, like my, even my, my little nephew, uh, was like just completely crazed for the iPhone. So like two years old, just like he, I remember him like standing at my leg, just going phone, phone, phone. Like, cause it's, it's like magic. They're like, Oh my God, what is this? You know, amazing thing. And they see all the adults are on it. And so they're like, you know, mimicking that behavior. But, and, and with that kind of unplugging comes a whole new way of, of, uh, you know, congregating and associating and, and things. It's like, right, right. and there's a whole new energy birth too. Cause it's almost like you're cutting the cord to the collective, you know, chaos, you know, not like I'll find myself being when I'm not connected for a while, I'll find myself being like, Oh, what's happening in the world, you know, and the, what's happening in the world extends to like, let's go down like several rabbit holes of things that aren't really going to like, have anything to do with me or a lot of stuff is like, be afraid of, of this or that, or like, I, I, I guess it's like, I'm trying, I, I always try and figure out like, well, how much is appropriate to be plugged in and how much is not like, how much is actually serving me? How much do I need to be aware of? And what's just, you know, it's just, I don't know. What is it? It's like this like online internet culture of like, people being right and people amassing audiences and like cult like followings and, you know, just kind of, um, debating the other people and pointing fingers and back and forth. And it's very appealing. I see the appeal of it. Cause it's like, everybody wants like to know the and truth. Everyone can be, have an opinion and everyone can yeah. get a spotlight and everyone can be their own little guru all the time. So, right. you know, um, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, and that's, you know, that's the, op- that's the head that's center. Great. That's these, we both have these two open head centers. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, what's inspiring? I don't, it's all inspiring or, or, you know, what am I supposed to think about that? Or, you know, it's, you know, when I really tune into what's, what's true for me, like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel, I've been feeling more and more like that. You know, and especially in this time now, you have, 
you know, the, the pandemic, the COVID, the lockdown, the quarantine, the masks, do you wear them? Are, are they effective? Is this thing? Uh, did, you know, did this person tell the truth? Did that person tell the truth? Does this person know what they're doing? Is this a credentialed doctor? Is this a good authority? Oh, is there a conspiracy? There's a pedophile network. There's tr- Trump. There's the election. It's like maddening. You just nailed it all out right there. I mean, yeah. it's, but it's, yeah, because I'm plugged into this stuff and it's like, it's, it's, I don't want to be as much. And, and I move when I move away from that, I, and you know, it's like, yeah, I really am, am moving more towards this idea of like wanting to be more into nature, you know, be working more on like my practices, my, you know, I'm doing a seven day juice fast coming up pretty soon just to get like a cleanse. Cause I haven't been so great with my, my eating habit, like, it's uh yeah my open centers are so used to those patterns of like taking in you know what doesn't serve and i just want to move into a more of a position of what serves and you know so i can live more of a a peaceful life right right right. and it's not that it's not that we don't it's not that i don't care about humanity it's not it's it's more about the minutiae and getting caught up and and all the nitty gritty of, of who thinks what and who says what and what's right and wrong. I love, I love humanity. Yeah, I really do. And I really do believe in humanity and, and, um, the potential that we have to, to, um, you know, be amazing beings, um, you know, creation. And, but, um, but, you know, seeing that's also why he's kind of seeing some of these global cycles is really helpful because, yeah, we're we're in a, a period of crisis. You know, things are falling apart. And so it's, you know, somehow just knowing that that's happening for me gives me some it actually gives me some peace to know that you, you know, if you're just trying to hang on to the old ways, yeah. it's all going to again just don't try to control it. Just let it let it happen, you know. There's there's places where we do need to stand up and and be engaged and and you know, make our voice and our, you know, our, our vote count and all that, whatever you want to call it. But, um, but it's important to see the bigger picture too. And to, and like I said, enjoy the movie, you know, become the passenger and mm-hmm. just, you know, wherever it takes you, you know, yeah. and that's the thing too, is when you start to just, you can't even control how this all unfolds personally or collectively, you know, it's when we, when we really become that passenger consciousness, you know, you, Things do show up. Miracles happen. Mm-hmm. Um, opportunities and and you know eleventh hour, you know rescue shows up and it's but it'll never happen the way or the way our mind thinks or the timing that our mind wants it to. So right. you know that you know for you and your experiment, you know you know th- there's always this, such this urgency to to uh to fix ourselves you know and to to just to you know to make it better but you know just being being present being in the moment you know all these things we've been talking about yeah it will start coming it will happen we don't have to like force the flow of right. it happening you yeah, know? yeah who knows see where you'll be at in five years we'll see probably probably nowhere you you can possibly imagine wow yeah that's and that's interesting because it's like i want to imagine I want to imagine like, oh, in five years, like I'm going to be in this awesome, like off grid house that I built and this land and this and that, but maybe not, maybe, maybe it'll be something I don't even know, you know, 
aliens. Yeah, maybe I'll be a, you know in an alien ship or something. I don't know. I mean, I've been there before, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the psychedelic realm, right, right? But I did see a UFO when I was a kid. Not not like uh, very up close, but in the sky. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because I was um, I was like twelve or thirteen. It was like in the summer, and what I saw and how I. Yeah, my, me and my friend saw and then the way that I described it then I later found out that this is a very common thing that a lot of people describe like this bright object that was moving very fast making right angle turns stopping on a dime and then all of a sudden just like took off and vanished at incredible wow. speed yeah it looked like a star but then it was moving like in this way of like whoop, like over here stop then like over here whoop, stop then like this, like incredibly fast and then just took off, and I, I was like, wow. And then so later on, when I started to become a little bit more interested in that kind of phenomena, I, I was looking, and a lot of people who see these things report those exact things. Mm. And over the years, there's been so many things, and now recently, like the New York Times and Popular Mechanics and other places are like saying that inside government officials and astrophysicists are saying that we have materials that are not made of this world, like... And it's like, okay, cool. Like, when's the disclosure? Yeah, are they going to come? What are they going to do? What are they going to say? I don't, and why now? Why are they releasing this now? Are they hoping that maybe if they release it now that there's so much chaos going on that people aren't paying attention? But, you know. Yeah, I've, 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 I've kind of thought that um, the two, two big things that could really, um, you know, herald the entry into this new global cycle across the sleeping phoenix is um yeah the a disclosure which would just you know rock humanity or something to do with solar flares oh that's that's just a prediction that you know wiping out i don't you know i'm not i don't know how these things all work yeah a solar flareologist i'm not a slow solar (laughs) flareologist at all by any means but uh yeah just a uh but I like to make my own philosophies and predictions. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it might, that might wipe out, you know, our ability to, um, to communicate across the world. What would happen if, you know, internet, you know, and our, our capacity to communicate across the world just gone. Yeah. 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 The power went out here like two weeks ago for like an hour. And I was like, fuck, what do I do? (laughs) Right. Right, like you know, it's just different. It's weird. The lights aren't on. The you know can't plug anything in. Everything's kind of quiet. But I did enjoy that kind of living when I lived in the Amazon. Yeah, it's it's fun for the first hour, a few hours, maybe a day or so. But um, yeah, you know, who knows what's if I, I predict more kinds of things like that are going to happen that are going to be you know, wake up calls. Yeah. We're just going to keep ramping up the craziness. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, arguing about masks right now, this is just the beginning guys, you know, and everybody has everybody. this, This is the problem is like, everybody has something that they believe in so vehemently and they have the articles and the videos and the scientists and the doctors that they, have approved to back them up. And then the other one, the other side, the same thing. And yeah, it's like war, you know, it's just like this war, this war energy, like conflict back and forth. Well, another um, interesting um, 
perspective on all of that too is we've had um this um what we call the you know the transits you can also look at transits in human design where you can look at certain energies that are operating right now and um in a background kind of a a background theme that humanity is not even aware is happening and it might influence things and there's a lot of there's a lot of mental energy right now there's particular um particular uh, channel that's that's being activated right now in, in the head centers and that's 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 really making everyone want to resolve their um you know this inner mental conflict and, and get their get their get fixated on on getting their answers out and their questions out and and being heard and finding the answer now and getting their way heard now and it's just a downward spiral and i just i can really recognize how this this um I can see this background theme really um, setting a very strong mental energy that people aren't even aware that they're wrapped up in. Yeah, like, yeah, wrapped up, stuck in, yeah. And it's like I try and just do what I can to sort of step outside of that and get a little space from that, you know, kind of do do my thing. And um, Yeah, man. Uh, well, there's also, you know, I also wanted to talk to you about the other work that you do, and, uh, you know, you make music, you're a musician, um, massage. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing, uh, body work for, been doing body work for, uh, 22 years, but I mean, it was always, it started with the healing arts. You know, I always, you know, like I was saying, I started on this healing journey and, um, did a lot of, uh, um, yeah, I kind of my, like I was saying, my, my family kind of got into the different alternative therapies. And, um, so even before I got into massage, I studied herbalism and, and then I like taught myself the didgeridoo and would do didgeridoo oh, nice. sound healings on people. That's kind of where it, that was sort of my first modality, you know, and I was, I don't know, 16, 17 or something like that. And then, and then, uh, yeah, I graduated high school, came out to Colorado, studied herbs and, um, and then studied massage and, but you know, that's been a real blessing to have, um, kind of stayed on a little bit of a consistent career path. Um, it's allowed me to, um, yeah, gain some wisdom in these fields. Cause I've kind of, I've taught at some massage schools. I've managed some wellness centers. Um, I've done the business side of things as much as, you know, being, you know, working at massage envy at one point, you know, making $15 an hour for massage mm. You know, fuck them. <laughs> They're actually a sponsor of this show. Oh, wow. No. <laughs> uh, go to your local massage envy and no, put in the code Peter. For <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, no, doing body work for, for that long, it's, it's really, um, it's amazing just to have been, to learn so much about the body and, um, and, and what we hold in our bodies and, and just recognizing my own sensitivity um, in a lot of ways, just being so close in, in physical presence and aura with someone else that, you know, picking up on information from people. And, you know, I don't know how, you know, before I understood, you know, certain things in human design, it was, and I was like, how am I, how do I know these things? How am I picking up on information from someone? And, you know, so I've, I've kind of taken a very alternative more intuitive journey with body work. And I feel that's led, that's helped me to be a more of a, you know, really help actually keep some of these ancient healing arts, the energy of this ancient healing art of a body work alive and not just this, you know, deep tissue sports massage kind of, 
you know, very masculine kind of vibe. Right. And, um, so, so yeah, I mean, I'm kind of phasing out like, you know, after 20 something years of, of using my hands I'm, I'm, my hands are getting tired. And, uh, okay. so, um, I'm, I am starting to kind of slowly phase out of that, but I do love it. And I go in, I go in phases with it. I've taken breaks, but, um, you know, I'm very fortunate to have had a career where I can basically meditate <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and space out, listen to awesome music and, and, um, and be quiet and don't have to deal with anybody except the person who's hopefully quiet on my table that I can, uh, you know, you know, be really ultra present with and, you know, being ultra present with someone, you know, this magic happens. Um, so, and we don't have a lot, really a lot of other ways of, of, um, being together like that. So it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. But, um, and then, yeah, I've been a musician for, since I was a child, and, and um come from a family of musicians and a lineage of musicians and so um it's uh i think if in and um went to a high school kind of a fine arts high school where there was a lot of super talented people and i think that gave me the confidence to experiment you know and so you know that's that's so much about being a musician or playing around music whether you know whether you consider yourself a musician or not is just the confidence to to be weird to make mistakes you know and and um you know i've taught myself guitar i've taught myself piano and all you know all the times i was alone in my room you know you know sounded awful but you know over time teaching myself these things has uh given me the confidence and and um to compose music and you know made a bunch of bunch of my own albums over the years and that's yeah. really my that's honestly really my favorite thing that's, that's your really, favorite thing to do yeah if i could yeah. if i could if i had to choose one thing to move forward into the future it'd be like lock me in the basement with you know my little recording studio <laughs> nice how much time do you do you spend doing that now uh it really changes it um i mean um well one thing that human design has actually helped me understand is that Creativity operates in a pulse, meaning it can be on and then it can be off. And that really, um, learning that really helped validate why I could never really make a living out of being a musician or an artist because I can't make myself create yeah. when, when the energy's just off. I hear that, yeah. And so it's always just, I've always kept it as a hobby, but, um, but learning that you know, there might be like three months where I'm like mad scientist vibe, just in the, in my studio, just it's all coming. It won't stop. You mm-hmm. know, I've, yeah. I've actually, open. I, I've received, I think the most I've received 14 songs in one weekend. Wow. And, um, yeah, it's just like flowing through you. Yeah. 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 Um, and so, you know, you never know when it's going to come or how or when or how much or whatever. So, I'm really comfortable with actually not trying to control the vibe and not control the flow, the current with the, the musical energy coming through. Yeah. The, I, you know, I relate to that so much because I feel like any other time it just wouldn't work. You're forcing something and it's like, well, why am I forcing something? Like whose schedule am I marching to? If not like just, you know, being open to the creative muse that comes through and, and just let that express itself in the way that it wants to express itself for that time. I and mean, there's nothing more nourishing than that. I yeah. Think. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, again, one thing that human designs really, um, validated and helped me understand and, and love about myself rather than judge is, is that part of being like a very individual kind of person and, and a very creative person is, is, um, this, um, melancholy mm. know, that comes with being, yeah, we, yeah. being a creative individual and, you know, and, before I used to kind of judge that as maybe again, something wrong that I had to fix or, you know, you know, didn't really work with it and turned into depression or, or just sadness. And now I realize melancholy is this actual beautiful energy that I can just use as a creative muse to, to inspire me in my creativity, you know, use it to, you know, you know, every great artist knows what melancholy feels yeah. like. This is kind of like bittersweet sadness, you know. And right. um, when I use that towards my creativity, those over time, those those dips have become a lot softer and and um, less hard. Yeah, you're kind of riding that wave and getting getting what that energy is providing mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah, which makes sense because then you're for, you're forcing something that isn't flowing, and you're doing something opposite of that. Then it's not going to be not going to be good. Right, exactly. Right. Fit, yeah, yeah. And, wh- and what are you thinking about now? Like in terms of, uh, like what's what's exciting you the most right now with uh, with your life and, and things that you want to do? That's a great question. Um, well, I uh, uh, well, my human design practice has been um, kind of blowing up. I've, it's sort of been nice. Um, you know, honestly, this whole lockdown thing has been has really worked out to my advantage in terms of building my online human design practice which is really where i wanted to go stop doing so much body work being on my feet which i have issues with and using my hands right right or getting tired and so anyway this has been a real blessing and to be at home where i have a, a you know a baby right now and my family and um and so so um i'm teaching more classes and taking on more mentoring relationships and, um, and, you know, I love doing readings for people and, 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 um, helping them for me, you know, I'm, I'm here to transform humanity. You know, mm. I know I've always known that. So however, however that looks right now, it's looking like helping people understand their design and helping them with some, some medicine work here and there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What, what is it about the, like, what's that feeling like, or what, 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 maybe explain a little bit about what, what that experience is like and why you like it so much reading people's human design and in that process. Is it like helping them, like how giving them like a helping hand or. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically kind of like all the things, you know, a lot of things I've touched on today is human design is what we call a no fault system. So it, it takes the blame off things because because like you're saying, we're all we're there's this propaganda out there that we're kind of all supposed to do things one way. We're all supposed to listen to what they say. And so, you know, anytime it's they, it's the homogenized world. It's, right. And so so to to show people, oh, my God, you know, this this. There isn't a problem here. All this energy that you've been, all these years that you've been trying to fix these problems and thought there was something wrong with yourself, you know, it's it's a revelation to realize, oh my God, I was really just putting my attention in the wrong place. Um, and so, you know, having been on a healing journey, you know, whether it's, you know, through the body or the mind or the spirit, you know, I feel like this, this really is, um, this really is 
works. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. so yeah, I mean, that's, that's very rewarding, especially, you know, I mean, anything I do, I, I keep doing it because of the feedback I get, you know, if people are like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, I'm traumatized by my time with you. <laughs> um, I've only heard that maybe once. Um, but, uh, you know, um, that's what keeps me doing it, you yeah. know? And so, especially with the medicine work, you know, it's seeing, seeing what that's doing for other people. And that's, you know, whether, it, you know, whether I keep doing it or not, you know, knowing that I've, I've really made a difference in people's lives, you know, that's, that's, that's what we all want, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I just, I guess I just contradicted, contradicted myself. Maybe that's not what you want. Maybe you don't care what other people do. Or <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, know. maybe not. But yeah. I, I think, I think to a certain degree, it, it does feel good. You know, I, I remember saying like, even if you're a selfish person, if you help other people, that's good for you. It's, it's part of the nature of creation. Yeah. We're, we are a reflection. We are like, we're some kind of fractal of, of something greater. And, and, and so even though human design doesn't talk a lot about, um, you know, love and open, you know, opening your heart to love other people kind of vibe very much. It's, there's, it's there, you know, it's like, you know, when we do, the more we awaken, the more we want that for others. I think that's kind of why I like it so much too, because it's basically just like, Hey, this is how your operating system is. That's it. It's like, this is how your operating system is. And there's so much to get into in that. And just by understanding that and then living your life and kind of with that awareness and practicing it, you know, you, you realize, like, I really realize, like, oh yeah, like, yeah, I'm like, I'm good. Like I'm, what I'm doing is like, I'm, when I do these things that don't, you know, that, that are from these open, you know, places susceptible to conditioning, like to the mind area, like that doesn't feel good. So don't do that. And then operating from this other place. And then I can get, I can give more, I can be more, I can create more, I can do more, I can be a better, you know, boyfriend, brother, friend, like I, I could just be more of, of who I am. Right. I mean, we, the nature of the not self world is, is suffering. I mean, yeah, you know, definitely. it's, that's just, that's just, it's, it's, it's really part of life, you know, but to learn, to learn how to reduce that, to learn how to move with more, you know, flow and more grace in the world. Right. Like a martial arts kind of right, way right. or like, I don't yeah. know, many martial arts. Wu but way. Like, yeah. Like using the, the energy and the flow and the power of the, of your moves and the opponent. Yeah. A little bit of Tai Chi that shit. <laughs> yeah. I, <don't> <laughs> I never really took any martial arts, but I did wrestle. So. Yeah. So you could kick my ass. Yeah, pretty much. I, anybody's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I but I don't I don't walk around, you know, advertising it. But maybe I should. I'll make some money. Yeah, you should get it. I'll kick your ass for 20 bucks. <laughs> you need like you need a, a tattoo, badass tattoo sticking out there. Yeah, I don't Do you have any? I do have I do have a handful of tattoos. Yeah. yeah. I never got any tattoos cuz I never felt like there was anything that really like I would change my mind. So I'd be like, "Oh, I'm not into that anymore." Or you know, nothing really like spoke to me. Although there, there is this one that's uh, it's a fusion of the the words chaos and order. So it says like chaos, and then chaos starts mutating into order. Nice. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, I, I waited till I was uh, I think thirty six to get my first tattoo. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I just 
I've actually I've have I have so many scars on my body from literally from my head to my toes that um you know I kind of thought like those were my battle scars you know yeah That's, those are your tattoos those are, those are pretty real but you know it was uh you know what the heck um, but I, I did eventually find something I felt meaningful enough to 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 do so yeah nice awesome well. This has been a good chat. What do you think? Awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. it's been wonderful. What? Uh, where should people go to uh, to find out about you know what you're offering? Human design stuff. Um, you know all the other things that you, sure, that you sure. offer. Yeah, my main website is Nova Healing Arts, um, N O V A Healing Arts, and then um, I got a Spotify page um, or um, you know it's um, other other musical sites, but that's just under my name, Peter Burv. Yeah, I was listening the other day while I was doing a little work yeah yeah and a band i got a band camp page under my name which has uh some of my older stuff and some more hip-hop kind of stuff i used to do um so yeah nova healing arts spotify um i think that's i think that's where you'll find me cool awesome yeah check that out all those links will be in the show description and uh peter thanks for thanks for joining me today mike it's been real yeah appreciate it all right everyone peace All right, that's the show. Thanks for tuning in. Go to sheathunderwear.com. Sheath Underwear is an amazingly comfortable pair of underwear. It's a game-changing pair of underwear. It's the softest, most comfortable pair of underwear that I've ever had. Plus, it's unique with the pouch to separate all your man parts, keep them separated, which prevents sticking and sweating and and all the uncomfortable stuff that could happen down there. So go to sheathunderwear.com. Use the code MikeAdelic for 20% off store-wide. And please like, share, and subscribe to this show. It's available everywhere, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere podcasts are available. Also, please, if you want to support the show, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps boost the show up in the algorithm so more people can find it and see it and hear it. And also, consider becoming a patron. If you love the show, if you want to support the show, anything like a dollar, two, three, four a month will do just fine. If you want access to bonus stuff, bonus episodes, bonus content, please uh, consider subscribing to become a patron for $5 a month and you get access to the Inner Sanctum WhatsApp uh, Discord chat group. Used to be WhatsApp, WhatsApp, but it's Discord now, the Discord channel, and uh, get bonus episodes, stickers, and more goodies to come. Thanks. Peace.